Okay, we've got uh, several men that are over at uh, the Nunez's new or soon-to-be home uh, helping to paint. Mr. Hergen Redder, both of the Uphams. Gregory's heading over there afterwards. Uh, I wish he had called and said, you know, let's let's just have class while we paint, but he didn't do that, so. Quick quiz for you. I think I have a hand <laughs> I think I have a handout for the two of you that will help since you weren't here when they all learned this. So uh, seven biblical questions. Do the best you can. You have about 45, maybe 50 seconds. That way, you know. All right, we'll give you two minutes and, and we'll call it a Hanukkah gift, you know. Does anyone need pens or pencils? Yes. Oh. oh, you do? Yes. I do. Aren't you a lawyer? Quill. <laughs> Quill. <laughs> Something to dip in. Yes. Pens and pencils are coming for those of you. Yeah, for those of you who came, it's one page, yeah. For those of you who came electronically equipped, feel free to just type your answers on your, you're not going to hand it in, we never we never take those, so if you just want to type the answers into your iPad, that's or fine your too. Or your Blackberry, yeah. If, or your Droid, yeah. Or your iPhone, or if you want to just, by the way, I asked Siri all these questions and she bolowed on all of them, so there it is. Oh, it's a history quiz. For those of you confused by the first question, as we look at each wall in our timeline, we always divide it in half, and it represents two different periods. For example, we have the patriarchal period here and the covenantal period here. So the uh, first question is strictly opinion. I did. Do we really split the first two? I did. You do. And the answers to all these questions were covered in last week's class? Last week's class. No, I don't think we touched on these uh, in months, actually. Yeah. Yeah, this is stuff I expect you already know. So (laughs) if you don't, well, then this will be an exciting class for you. you guys are new at this. These are the six walls, which we'll review at ultra high speed. Where's the calzone? Where's the calzone? The couch. Oh, the couch. Yeah. Um, so this would be uh, that's there. You too? I don't know. Ah, well. Oh, you think we know all this? I think you're showing this so that we know what we don't know. You know, it's a great teaching maneuver. It's a teaching maneuver to show you that you may want to pay attention to this um, because you may not know it. But if you do know it, well, God bless you.
I would say of the four walls, or even six walls, the men of the great assembly is the wall that we've spent the least time on. Which actually is why we're doing it tonight. In your list of pairs, in number six, the word or should be of. Blessed you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and has commanded us to engage with the words of Torah. O Lord, our God, we ask that you make the words of your Torah sweet in our mouths and in the mouths of your entire people, the house of Yisrael. May we, our descendants, and the descendants of your people, the house of Israel, know your name and study your Torah for its own sake. Blessed are you, O Lord, who teaches Torah to his people, Israel. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who chose us from all the peoples and gave to us his Torah. Blessed are you, O Lord, who gives us the Torah. Amen. Ready? Let us begin, gentlemen. We start with our base corner, which is today. We back up 1,000 years to 1,000 of the common era. We back up another 1,000 years to zero, if you will. 1,000 before the common era, 2,000 before the common era, 3,000 before the common era, 4,000 before the common era, which would be about roughly 6,000 years ago, 5772 to be exact, and this is creation. So in this first half of this wall, in the first 500 years, what is the most significant event that you see happen in the scriptures? There's no right answer. The fall. I like the rebellion of man. Sin. There it is. Your means of discussing that, especially with Jews who do not believe in original sin or put it in terms we do, uh, Mike could use some polishing. We'll have a separate class on that. Second half, what do you see as the most significant event there? Floods over there. You're too far ahead. Yeah, this is between Adam and the fall and Genesis 1 through 3 or so, that's it. The translation of Enoch, to me, is right after this, and I would, I would say that's the most significant event. And it should tie in later to why it's, why it's important. Then we get to Noah in this corner here, um, 1,000. So from 1,000 to 1,500, what is, what's the most significant event? I think the flood comes slightly after that. Yeah. No, you're right, it does. Oh, it happens. It happens. I think with it for a second. It's weird because Noah's born right at the exactly. end. Exactly. 
forget how exactly he spent a long time growing and then building but I would say just the calling of Noah yeah I mean the the relationship that he had there is is what I would put um, here's here's a righteous man in his generations here's a man who the first kind of guy we hear about that actually gets instructions to do something and does it. That's neat. Here's a man who is decidedly obedient compared to another man who received instructions and was decidedly disobedient. And in between the two, you have Enoch. Okay, second half of this one uh, from 1500 to... 2,000 years in the planet, obviously the, the most significant. It, it was, it's just a wash, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's the flood, sure. All right, in the next 500 years, we start here with uh, Avraham Avinu, Abraham our father, right? And we go uh, to the middle of the wall, if, you know, at uh, 2,500. I would say the Acheda has got to be it. I mean, you could you could argue some other things. Covenant I'm sure. Covenant of the parts is cool with the with the torch. Sure. Which I would call the gospel that was preached to Abraham beforehand. Okay. Yeah. At the covenant of the parts, or at the Akeda? It's earlier. It's earlier. When he's first called, eighteen or twelve? Okay. Yeah, I think I think twelve is called, fifteen is parts, eighteen is the circumcision, and twenty two is the Akeda. It could fit, yeah, right? So as long as you can identify why you think it's important and then art, you know, articulate the, the death behind it, I think we're fine. Okay, so that's that's seminal event there. How about here, in this one? In here we have the redemption, we have uh, the mountain, and we have a couple hundred, three, four hundred years of judges. What would you pick? Giving the, the Torah. Mount Sinai, I think. Bam, top shelf. All right? In this 500-year period, which we start in the 3,000 mark with David HaMelech, David the king, and we end with the return of the people into the land, what would you put? Building of the first temple? Destruction of the first temple. Too many to choose from? Metaphorically, I would say the building of the the crowning of David and the building of the first temple are the same thing. Agreed. Yeah. I'll build I, you a house. I would, yeah. I would actually, my, my choice was that, but I didn't word it that way. I put the covenant with David. Yeah. I mean, actually, that encapsulates the whole deal, right? So that's what I put. There's a lot that goes on here. As you read your Bible, 78% of the scriptures or what the church would call the Old Testament, or we call the Tanakh, right? And yet, the vast majority of that 78% is right on that wall right there, right in this first half. All of the prophets of Israel, all of them, are right here, every single one. This piece from 3,500 to 4,000, Man of the Great Assembly, but that's not a that's not an event. Give me an event. Septuagint. I would say that was a bad thing, and I wouldn't want to put it just like we had the first one. <laughs> you didn't say it was oh, 
I definitely think the Septuagint was a bad thing. I would have, I would have argued it's against old, it. But it's not. I vote against the Septuagint. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I realize that. Okay, so the fall of man. I'm not, I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying it's, it's not what I chose. It's I put the Maccabean revolt. I put the Maccabean revolt. That's good. Why, why would you choose the Maccabean revolt over the Septuagint? Well, you wouldn't. <laughs> you would only if you were wrong. Right, that's right. <laughs> why would you say that? So, so. Why so, the Second Temple built? Or, yeah, what about that? I still. Because that goes the whole period. Yeah, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still looking at the Maccabean revolt. Why? Well, I, I think. Here's my thinking there. You have, with reestablishing the temple, now you have this whole shift in the, in the Jewish, in Jewish history where now later they think they can win against later emperors. In other words, it really preserves their identity, as it were, in that period where I'm not sure, and it's a natural, it's, a, it's in the flesh explanation here. Agreed. But that miracle that God accomplished really caused them to this more purely for their God. They really hated idols, you know. Now, their measures, and that was somewhat dangerous. This, this, I got you. This, this spot certainly separated the men from the boys. Yeah. Right. But I think that we've got some fabulously wonderful things in the Maccabean revolt. Yeah. And as many as good, we have bad. The right. Yeah. The Idumeans were forcibly circumcised. I mean, t- I mean this is worse than Shechem. Right? For <laughs> depends on how you look at it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But I mean, you've you've also got now a a priesthood that is that is corrupt. We've got a selling out to Rome that eventually happens through that group. You've got so many good and bad things, but it's all centered, I think, around that Maccabean revolt. The fact that they would rebel against ungodly authority, against those that would take away the Torah, that would cause them to, to forsake the commandments of God. I mean, these are great things. These are good, there's a whole lot of bad. And yet, the Septuagint is a grand culture that's just coming in. The, the primary means. Just further influence. What's interesting is that today's Jews reject the Septuagint because of the Maccabean revolt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the whole... What do you call that when you... Uh, syncretism. I mean, it's a, it's a synchronistic event, no question about it. Uh, no question. Just like the Maccabean Revolt. Yeah, we won't throw it away. We won't say, oh, this is bad, I should burn this. I mean, let's face it, most of the scripture quoted in the Apostolic Scriptures comes from the Septuagint, not from the Tanakh. So it's a great way for us to look back and become absolutely, absolutely. I just think that the request, the granting of the request, and then uh, to me, yeah, right. Thank you very much. Okay, so we move on in this. That's right. That's right. Now, right, right before the King James was written, we have this 500-year period. And what is the most significant event? I, I really thought about this a lot recently in my uh, witnessing with the brethren um, that are growing and understanding church history. And I would say this this Hadrian.
Constantinian building of a wall to separate themselves from Jews. Okay, so you're looking at the you're looking at the separation. We're going to put that at about 300. Okay. It started very early, as I learned here. That's, that's exactly right. All right. So he's got the separation between the Jewish expression of our faith versus the Gentile expression. All right. I would. I'm going to disagree with you, but I won't tell you mine yet. But I, I like that one. I like that one a lot. Resurrection. That's what I said. The resurrection of, of Yeshua. Absolutely the number one thing that eclipses everything everywhere. And it's not the death. It's not the death. And nor is it the birth of the Messiah of Israel. Right? That's right. It is the resurrection. Because without the resurrection, we, according to Paul, 1 Corinthians 15, are without hope. So, I would put that a very close second because we live with that hassle and separation. But resurrection of Yeshua. <laughs> you, you meant, besides that, well, of course. refer to maybe the first advent of the Messiah? Sure. It does, but I think I want to get away from that whole Greek thing of let's celebrate people's birthdays. Um, let's say that the birth is really important. It's not. He was born to die. What's actually more, I mean, that wasn't miraculous. The conception was miraculous. The birth was ordinary. Right? Where he was laid after he was born was odd. Noteworthy. Findable. (laughs) Whoa! There's a kid in a feeding drop. But, uh, yeah, first advent. Great, great deal. Great deal. All right. What would you say in the Gaonic or Gaonic period, this 500-year period here, from uh, 500 of the Common Era to 1,000, what would you say? I have that. I actually wrote that. I wrote that and I crossed it out because it's second. You couldn't, you couldn't get a Kerite smackdown without the Talmud being completed. Now, the Talmud was completed actually right here, okay? 520, yeah. Yeah, so, so I'm putting that before for the whole Talmudic era, right? So we're going to put that together. We've got the, the, the Mishnah. No, 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 no. no. Actually, actually, if you're going to skinny over the wall, then we're looking at Muhammad being born. Okay? That, but, but I wouldn't put it as top. That wasn't the issue. What was the issue with Muhammad? I think the birth of Islam has got to be number one. In this event, there's a lot of great things that go on here. The sitter that we have in our hands actually came from here, right? Um, the, uh, the, the beginning of, of moving people from Babylon around the globe to get them into Western Europe and Spain is very important. It happened here. That smackdown of the, the well, the, the invention of the Karaites to begin with, and then the smackdown that Sa'adia Gaon did is great. But I think the rise of Islam, as our brother has taught us here, is not only significant then and there, but will be again. So. And then there was uh, that yeah, I don't think I count that guy. Yeah, his, he's later. Yeah, he's later. But, yeah, Sabtai Tzvi. Um, but, but he couldn't do that unless there was an Islam, right? Okay, so that's the one. So what do we got in the... Uh, 
in the first 500 years here of uh, we uh, we mark it with Rashi, our uh, sage, if you were, or, or uh, elder in the corner, to 1500, where we get the uh, Shulchan Aruch, the set table, the uh, code of Jewish law. What are you going to put there? The Spanish Inquisition. I had something very similar. I think that was I think that was important, but but. That's what I put. I put the Crusades because it kind of leads up to that and it makes you even think about it. But the Crusades, the Crusades? Yes, because I think it's the moment where you recognize physically, physically, hear me out, that the split that you spoke of here has come to fruition and now we're willing to kill Jews. Right? It's not that we want to just separate from them and be distinct from them. Now we're willing to kill them as enemies of God. And the Crusades began, we need to remember this, the Crusades began with a desire to free the Holy Land from the infidels, from the Muslims. But we went first north to an English city and destroyed all the Jews. What you see in the Patriot movie where they, they burn all of the Christians in this church happened there. They just put all the Jews in the synagogue, locked the door and set it on fire. That's, I think, the biggest thing. And that was the other thing that I had as being absolutely extraordinary because first line-by-line commentary, which we take for granted, this guy spent all that time doing it. Is that the Mishnah Torah? It's right after that. It's right after that. It's about 100 years after that. I really didn't. I really didn't. You know, um, I... He's 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 a great guy. I just didn't want to I didn't want to put him on the map uh, at that point as one of the top shelf things. But I think from a bad part, the Crusades have got to be leading us into that 1500 year period here, the 1500s, where Christians have have drawn the line in the sand and they've said, well, "What what are you talking about? Christianity was a sect of Judaism? Are you nuts? No, of course it wasn't." That's where we get that whole mindset that it is a different religion and they have to convert to us. And if they don't, we'll kill them. That's the, that's the key point again. Because I would say that that is what poisoned the relationship almost beyond repair. Because up until that point, as awful as it was, it was still sort of Roman-driven. Yeah. But from here on, every Christian basically was a non-Jew. Was cool with murdering Jews. That's exactly right. That's, mean, exactly that's right. why today, when you go and speak to a Jewish person as a Christian, you're dealing with the last thousand years of history. Well, it's, it's the history that they know and love and remember. And the only reason why they even give us the time of day is because they know they're stuck here. Otherwise, they'd leave. But the planet is unleavable. They know they're stuck here. So what do we got? Second half of this wall. 1,500 to 2,000. Birth of the State of Israel. Birth of the State of Israel. That's good. That's very good. High up. Right underneath. I skipped the Holocaust because I think we've already got the seeds of it here in the um, Inquisition and then prior to that the Crusades. Um, But I think the the rebirth of the state of Israel because it changed Christianity. For those that thought that the Jews were done away with and gone and, and the wrong faith, God's promises were evidently coming to pass. 
that was an amazing thing, and it changed the lives of many, and it's changed the faith of many. And after that, of course, you get the whole Messianic Judaism, or whatever you want to call this, this I'm rot still that we're very in. excited about the Reformation. So the Reformation is good that we reformed from somewhat from Catholicism. I don't think much more than we should have. We protested. I don't think we protested enough. Wait, we kept the calendar. We kept the calendar, we covered the gospel. Do you really think you recovered? Remonstrance yeah. came shortly after. What's that? I don't think you went far back enough. I don't think no, we think, the gospel at all. I think we did. I think justification by faith was recovered from Rome. Okay. I'm excited about it. That is good. That is a good thing. I don't know that I put it as, as, as the top shelf item, but that's it. All right, so tell me then, in your considered and biblical opinion, in this half from 2000, the 2,500. What do you believe will be the top shelf item? The ingathering of the exiles because... because King Messiah. King Messiah. Yeah, King Messiah comes. King Messiah. I, I, I got to believe, no matter how much the calendar is off, it's going to happen. Easily. I, I can't see it, it wouldn't. So... All right, so that was, uh, that was question number one. Question number two. Uh, we're looking specifically at the period of time that we spent the least amount on from the middle of this wall. We're talking 500 years before the Common Era. And this half of the wall we don't talk about. This period right here, from 500 until about 800, maybe less, 700, this is called the period of silence. You could just call it the door there if you want. We don't really know a whole lot. They finished building the temple, second temple. Um, You've got Ezra. You've got uh, Nehemiah. You've got uh, Tzadok. You've got the foundation and impetus, if you will, for the Sadducees and the Tzadikim. But it's after that that we get the Zugot. What what does that mean? It means pairs. Why? What's what's the Zugot? What do they do? I've heard of... uh, I've heard of... uh, Sanhedrin, and I've, I've heard that that's like 70 guys, or 71 guys. What's, what's, what's two? What are we doing with that? What's up? <coughs> what are we talking about? The successors of the men of the Great Assembly. The Great Assembly are the ones that came back, that set it up. You've got Ezra reading the Scriptures. You've got the Levites and the priests walking among the people, teaching them while they all stand up and listen to Ezra speaking. You've got Nehemiah reaffirming what we will and will not do on the Shabbat, closing the doors and making it a community and causing us to remain separate from the world, especially on Shabbat. These are the men of the Great Assembly. The successors of these men are the Zugot. Two guys. One is called the Nasi, one is called the Avbedin. Nasi, what does that mean? Prince. 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 Formally. 
But the president would be his formal title. He's the president of the Sanhedrin. Who is second in command? The father of the assembly, right? He is second in command. So, how many pairs do we have? Now, did you know it was five, or did you know it was five because I put five there that you had to match? You counted the five on the page there that I, yeah, okay. I did, I, and I thought about you when I did that. There were five pairs. There were five pairs. Okay. So, some of them had very similar names. Chronologically, Yehuda, Yehoshua, and Yossi. What order do they go in? Nobody knows? Exactly the opposite of what I wrote. It's Yossi, Yehoshua, and Yehuda. Or in English, Josie and the Pussycats. No, Josie, Joshua, and Judah. Both of them were the same. They were both first. Well, see, I assumed that this was uh, Yossi of, of the, uh, the Tana Yossi. No, no, that, that guy's over here. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. See, I didn't know we were talking about Yossi. Yeah, yeah. Saying, men of the That's right, yeah, right. Yeah, I thought this was Jacob's. Contextually, I'm clear. I was thinking, Joseph, Judah. I'm sorry, guys. These are some of the Zugot. Gotcha. Hello? It's a Zugot quiz. <laughs> Well, Yehuda and Yosef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Big names, big names. Yes, 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 yes. And why were they? Because these guys were Zugot. All right. Big names, big names. Okay. Shemai and Shemaiah. Which one came first? Shemaiah. Shemaiah. They're in exactly the opposite order. All right. Who's the first pair? That's the last. That's the last. That's the last pair. No. And Yossi ben Yochanan. If there's anything I want you to get tonight, it's at least be able to get half the pairs in order. The two Yossis are together, and they were first. What time period, when they ruled, what was going on? Who was in charge? Politically, what's happening? You know what happens here in this. Greece. Alexander comes in. Right after Alexander comes in, we got a problem. It's called the... And it's the Maccabean Revolt that these guys are the Zugot during. Okay? These guys are making halakhic decisions during the Maccabean Revolt. Okay? During the time of the Maccabees. Second pair. Nope, Yehoshua. Pariah. I gotta get my spelling. Right. 
And Matai, or Natai, depending on which book you read, of Arbel. Yeah. Okay? So first we've got Yossi and Yossi. Next we've got Yehoshua and Matai. Yehoshua and Matai. Matai of Arbel and Yehoshua ben Pariah. The first guy is always the Nasi. The second guy is always the Av Beit Din. Okay? And who was in charge when these guys ruled the Sanhedrin? I'm sorry? No, no, no. Right? So the Maccabean Revolt is during these guys, so it's after that, right? This is John Hyrcanus, right? John Hyrcanus is in charge, right? Now, if you don't know who that is, you've got to go back and read when we did that, and we'll do it again this year at some point. That's right. John Hyrcanus, right? All right, third guys. If you're, if you're following your wise, the first three are wise, right? You've got Josie, Joshua, and Judah, right, Yehuda. This is Yehuda ben Tobai. And Simeon. And Sheta. All right. I'm concerned and desirous that you would memorize these guys. Right? Yossi. Yehoshua. Yehuda. Yehuda. So who's in charge here? If you recall, last year when we studied this era, we realized that this is the first time that you really have a named queen of Judaism. Queen Salome. This is her. Alexander Janus, right? That's when they're in charge. Then you've got two fill-in-the-blanks, if you've got to guess. The first one, Shemaiah, right? And, uh, yeah, Avion. Abtalon. And then, of course... Halal and Shemai. Oh, that's an A. Who was reigning during Shemaiah's days? Hyrcanus II. John Hyrcanus' son. Hyrcanus II. And who have you got during Halal and Shemai? King Herod the Great. King Herod the Great. Gentlemen, those are your five zugot. And that's who was in charge during their reigns. They start right about here, and they go down to here. Tumultuous times. Judaism was in upheaval. You've got them left to themselves, thanks to the... uh, the Medes, letting them return to their land, rebuild the temple, rebuild the city of Jerusalem. 
and things are quiet for about 200 years. And it's good, 250 years. And we don't hear a lot about it. They're, they're doing well about the amount of time that America has been around. And then Alexander the Great shows up. And his desire to acclimate people into Greek thought is abhorrent to the Jews. And we have a priest who steps to the plate. That's the beginning of it. So from the Maccabean Revolt, the fact that we actually minted our own coins for some time and had autonomy is an amazing thing. And during this upheaval and change of political uh, motivation and so forth, you've got uh, Queen Salome, uh, who of course was siding with the Pharisees. Her husband was siding with the Sadducees. He dies, so forth. A lot of political intrigue. And that's the segue into our second hour politics, schmalitics. We're going to talk about that. There, I think their zeal would be zeal for, for yeah. obedience. You so bet. The, it's the after effect of their return from this exile. Yes. Remembering, whoa, we, we can't let that happen. We got kicked out. Yeah. Why? Because we did not obey the Torah. Yeah. We need to know the Torah. Ezra reads yeah. it out loud. So we're not going to assimilate. That's exactly right. Let the land rest. Exactly. However, as positive as the society and the culture were going that way, politics went extremely bad and violent. I mean, from the second generation of the of the Hasmoneans on, we're talking about murdering, murdering each other, and I mean, well, you know, the prince, you know, murders the, you know, the crown prince, and his yeah. I, I think you 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 raise a good point, and I think you're both right. Coming into this period of the men of the great assembly, it's unbelievable. It's pure. Finish the temple, learn the Torah, be obedient, live quietly, and it's a wonderful thing. And then Alexander shows up, and they have to step up. And they do, because they're zealous. And you've got men like this, this, this priest who just will not... I mean, he kills another priest, because he's going to capitulate. That's an amazing thing. And I think we still have that purity and zeal for the Torah that's incredible. But once they're in charge, then we have power corrupting, right? You've, you've got them in charge. Well, well, now the Maccabees are in charge, the Herodians. And they don't want to give it up. So now we, we start to walk in with a corrupt priesthood, and we get this amazing tension now between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and it gets into the political realm where they're willing to kill one another to be in charge. In the middle of all that, help me understand which group, maybe it was both, came up with 18 measures. It's both Pharisees. Pharisees? It used to be one group of Pharisees, one faction. You've got got the Shammai, the house of Shammai that has come up with that. But, But again, I would say the motivation is great because what is it? We got to stay away, right? Absolutely. So, 
Yes. They're remembering. Yes. So the zeal keeps them fighting and focusing on maintaining the Torah. Right? The, the trouble is that we've got some, at the higher... Yeah, at the higher levels, we've, we've, got, we've got maggots up here. They are killing one another to remain in charge, and the zeal of which you speak, because of their power, is causing them to forcibly circumcise others. I mean, I mean to me, it's the ultimate anarchy. Right? It's the ultimate insult. The zeal that has protected them and guided them has now caused them to take their own brethren and force them to be obedient. Even, even the ultra-Orthodox today wouldn't dream of doing that. It shows it's, the, it's like the bookend expression of the flesh uh, with 18 measures. Yes. Both, you know, if, if they were spirit-led and if it were, I guess, Messiah-exalting, then it wouldn't be separate from the Gentiles. It would be, you don't... Go back and read the Torah. The stranger and alien is 30 times with you. Yes. You know, so, yes. et cetera. So it's the other expression of the flesh. We're going to force you to be circumcised. It's this almost other expression of stay away from Gentiles. Well, uh, you know, to their, to, their, to their side, just to give them credit, I mean, what, what's their motivation, right? Yeah. We disobeyed the Torah before. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the problem. They put a fence, I guess. Well, I mean, even before the fence. Motivation's good. Yeah. I mean, the zeal is there. The zeal is there. They want to be obedient. And they don't want to be watered down again. There's, there is, there is a, there's, there's a piece of the puzzle, though, that in, in regard to what you're talking about, that may be missing, and it may have been erased from history. We only have, we only have glimpses of it. In Matthew chapter 23, Yeshua says that in speaking of some Pharisees, says they go around the world to make a proselyte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, in letter Aristides, letter Aristides, the, there's a also a Aristides. Aristus. There's a there's a king in Suro, you know, which is modern day Iran, that that basically converts to Judaism, and it's all very glowing and positive. Well, Judaism today generally discounts these as because they don't ever want to have been guilty of proselytizing. But there was something going on where it was not simply forcible, but they actually were, as you would describe it preaching the gospel. They were going around they were saying, we have the good news for the nations. They yeah. were doing that. You bet. You bet. They, were, they really were. It's more ancient and, they were and they were doing it they were doing it so much that they were known for it. Right. Sending out missionaries. That's the other group of the Pharisees. Okay. Amazing. The Hillelite side, maybe? Actually, probably a little more. Yeah. I, referring to those that were making them twice more the child would have. That's right. Yeah, because I mean, it, you know, they're they're putting on them all of the, the the yoke of what Shemaiah came up with 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 these eighteen measures as well. So, yeah. So, I my desire tonight was not only to reintroduce you to the zugot, but also to give you a zeal for this period here, so that you would understand. The last time we talked about the period of the master and what, what, what was happening when he came on the scene. We talked about just the fact that the priesthood was completely corrupt and that the Maccabean revolt kind of led into that. And you need to understand, things are messed up. They're not the way God wrote. They're not the way God intended. And things are bad because of it. Now you see that 
there's been a lot going on, and you've got these five pairs trying to get us there. All you have to do is read Pircambo, and you realize that's some rich stuff there. Yeah. I mean, that period there, those are the, these are the men we're talking about. That's we're right. About, uh, I mean, there's a couple towards the end, chapter 6 especially, Pircambo, where it's been added. But the first five chapters of Pircambo, it's these men here we're talking it's about. Exactly right. It's exactly right. All right. We're going to take our break. Let me ask you a quick question. three basic central places spoken of in the birth discussion of the master. What are those three places? Obviously we've got Israel and the Jerusalem, Nazareth type area. Egypt, Egypt, right? And I would say perhaps Alexandria, Egypt. What's the third place? That's Israel. Third place. Where the magic came from. From the east, let's say Babylon, right? Okay, so we know that we also have, not coincidentally, large Jewish populations there, right? Why is there a large Jewish population in Babylon? They didn't return, right? That's the sad part of the story. You, you've got a small percentage that came back. What Jeremy Kimpel comes to America to talk to Jews and go, did you know that we actually have the homeland again? Why are you here? Right? Same deal. Ezra and Nehemiah are like, I don't get it. Where, where is everybody? Right? So Babylon got a strong, big Jewish population. Second, Alexandria, Egypt. How do you know you got a big Jewish population there? Septuagint. They answered the Septuagint. There are so many people. They want... The Bible in Greek. That's exactly right. But you know, there's one other place where there are people, fairly um, noticeable congregation of Jews. Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Why? That's a good question. The Ethiopian figure in the scriptures. You're talking about the eunuch? The eunuch? I, I firmly believe that that is the case. Where did it come from? Where did it come from? No, I was thinking, maybe wrong, but the union between Shlomo and the Queen of Sheba. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know if there was a union or not. Let's not, let's not go that far, but, but clearly she shows up and she's just amazed at his opulence and wealth and all of that and his wisdom. Right? She leaves, and who knows? That's the, that's the Ethiopian's claim. I don't know, but you have to, you have to wonder. You know, we, we, talk, about, we talk about how the, um, the Babylonians sent these magi, or these magi go. There's a, there's a good chance they either got saved by Daniel and understood the message that there was a Messiah coming. Uh, or maybe they were Jews. It will work either way. Well, you have to wonder in the book of Acts why this Ethiopian from Candace in Ethiopia, you have to wonder why is he leaving Jerusalem and he's reading the Septuagint? Why is that? Well, 
it could be he was making the pilgrimage feast. Yeah. It could be he was a Jew. I, there is a description of his job, but yeah. that has nothing to do with the fact that okay. he was a eunuch. <laughs> yeah, it's the other way. But I can't do it after I start laughing. Yeah. Although, although the word eunuch could mean simply uh, uh, consular. Yeah. Okay. What, what yeah. But, but in eunuch doesn't have to mean that he's been castrated. But in most cases, you know, the head of the eunuchs is in charge of you. Maybe we know something about you. Uh, you know. So yeah, it's, it's something to think about. It is something to think about, and it lends some more color to this chariot heading back down to Ethiopia and the fact that God's people have been spread far and wide. And that's, uh, that's the deal. Okay? Good? The next hour, we're going to pick up with the Ethiopian eunuch and we're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about men in the scriptures that were politically motivated, politically there. And we know that each one of these five pairs of zugot actually dealt with a political person, whether it be John Hyrcanus, Hyrcanus II, um, Alexander Janus, Herod the Great. These guys were dealing with a political person. And I want us to look at politics. The visible regime at the time. Precisely. Precisely. So, yeah. So what I want to do is look at, you know, I mean, we just went through Thanksgiving. Many of you probably read those passages that make it clear that we should pray for politicians. doesn't say that, but that's our word for the people he describes. That it may go peaceably or well with us. So we're going to talk about that. So take a breather.